Welcome to Menopause Reimagined. I'm your host, Andrea Donsky. I'm a nutritionist in menopause, menopause educator, and menopause researcher. I'm also the co-founder of wearemorphous.com, a company that helps to empower you to take control of your health and symptoms with nutrition, lifestyle, and supplements. Today, I'm speaking with Marcella Hill. She's an entrepreneur, awakener, and author of the Amazon best-selling book, Wake Her Up. Marcella talks openly about taboo topics that are letting women know you aren't crazy. Her quickly growing audience is the beginning of a movement to awaken women's bodies and souls. She's been featured on Oprah Daily and Healthy Women's Magazine. She's the mother of four in a blended family and most days enjoys her husband of over 12 years. She resides in Vineyard, Utah, and her famous quote is, if you feel like something's missing, it's you. Now, here's Marcella. Welcome to Menopause Reimagined, Marcella. Thank you so much for having me. I love that you were reimagining menopause. Thank you. Well, thank you. And you and your brand is all about waking her up. Wake her up. Can we, I want you to, I want to start with what does that mean and what made you create the wake her up movement? Oh, goodness. Um, the universe <laughs> made me do it. I, uh, about four years ago, I had no idea anything about menopause, hormone therapy, none of that was in my world. I just was having, a, I, I just was having a lot of personal things happening in my life. My oldest had moved out and that killed me. I mean, I just found myself completely lost, completely broken for the umpteenth time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that, really broke me. It broke me to the point where I thought I can't keep rebuilding myself every time someone doesn't like me, every time something wrong happens, every time the world breaks, every time some, you know, apocalyptic situation happens, I can't just lose myself and then have to rebuild myself. I had gone through a divorce. I had gone through lots of other things that are typical. Um, but it, I don't know why it just, it hit a wall for me. And that spun me into a huge diving deep into my soul as to what version of Marcella can exist. All of me, all the time, never gets lost, never gets broken. People can like me, not like me. Money can come and go. House can burn down. I can, people can leave and she exists. That was my only goal. <laughs> and I started just simply waking up in the morning and asking myself, Hey, Marcella, who are you today? What do you need? What's going on with you? And I called it being me on purpose. It was, there wasn't a workshop or anything like that. It was just me waking up, writing something down on a sticky note and then watching it. And some days I would say, Oh, wow. I can tell that the laundry is just completely taking up all of the space in your brain. You should probably get that taken care of. And I would either do the laundry, notice it and do nothing, dump it onto people's beds, you know, just whatever it was. But then other days it was big, like go visit that friend that you've been talking to for four years that you keep telling yourself you're going to go visit, go do that. It was still in my brain and I would go do it and it would just light up my life. And I just kept doing life like that. Long story short, I end up during that many days on purpose, getting this idea of I say her, this woman inside of me that I was discovering, she said, you're going to write a book. And I was like, <laughs> nope, nobody cares 
who would even read it anyway? And ended up writing stories that I felt like were kind of my personal awakenings throughout my entire life. And even when I got to the point where I had it, I was self-publishing it, it was done, ready to launch. I still thought this is insane. Nobody knows me. Nobody cares. It doesn't matter. Is it really worth all this money to put out in the world when it's like my friends and neighbors might, you know, be kind enough to get it. (laughs) And uh, during that period of time, I was also going through perimenopause. I was getting on hormone therapy and I launched my book. 40 people kindly got my book in that first month. And then I shared my story about finding hormone therapy, how it helped my life randomly on TikTok where nobody was looking. And then 9 million people over the next three days showed up and said, what, what is this that we're doing? And then over the next few weeks, women started running out, jumping on hormone therapy and coming back and saying, thank you for waking me up. And I thought, I think I wrote a book for all of us. This is awakening of our souls, awakening of our lives, awakening of our bodies. And then all those women dumped into the Wake Her Up Facebook group, which I had just because of my book. And now we're talking about perimenopause. So Hmm. that's that. (laughs) That's how it came to be. And I love that, you know, the Wake Her Up. So I love that you mentioned the universe because I very much believe in the universe. I believe in our angels. I believe in higher beings. And it doesn't have to be a religious thing. For me, it's really, it's more of a spiritual thing, but not a religious thing. Can you talk a little bit more about the whole spirituality part of it, of waking her up in the universe? Yeah. Big, big, huge piece for me. So I'm 42. I was born and raised as um, a Mormon. So part of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And, um, when this happened, when, um, my daughter moved out and I felt totally broken, it was also COVID. And the thing that had brought me the very most peace was going to the temple and you can go to the temple. You have to have a recommend, you have to be admitted in, you have to have, uh, you have to deem yourself worthy. So you have to have an interview to be able to attend the temple. You can't just like jump in. You have to have earned it, so to say, right? Uh, living purity and doing meeting all the requirements, let's say that. And that was not available. It was closed for the first time ever. And I thought, I need that. I need that level of being with God. And so I tried to recreate, I guess, that level of spirituality, just me in my basement, I didn't know that what I was doing was meditating, quite frankly, didn't know that. I just was trying to sit still and be with Heavenly Father as I understood him. And in those moments of journaling and sitting by myself, um, what ended up happening, again, long story short, I ended up leaving the Mormon religion because what I found was a total totally and completely different truth. And when I went back to church after COVID opened, I sat in church that I had felt so home to for my whole life. And I thought, wait, where is the heavens here? Where is the God that I met? Where is spirituality? It was not there. And 
honestly, the biggest fundamental piece that I understood while sitting by myself was that I am no longer earning heaven and that heaven is now and that I am whole and I'm not lost or broken. Like I am all of me right now and me existing simply adds to the world. And I'm not here to earn anything. I'm just here being. And so it's really hard to take that principle and sit in a church where they're going to tell you, in order to earn the highest level of the kingdom, you must do X, Y, and Z. Because your brain just says, but what? (laughs) We're not, that's not even a thing. (laughs) We are not doing that. Um, And that, I mean, I could talk about that for days, but it, it changed everything. It changed how I exist in the world. It changed how I see other people. It changed my everyday experiences. I had no idea that I was just kind of living through life waiting for heaven because heaven was going to be the thing that was the real joy, the pure joy. And I'm like, no, like this talking to Andrea right here in my little obvious in my little office, this is it. This is a thousand percent me existing right here, right now. And that feels way better. How did people around you, your family and your friends react to the fact that you left the Mormon church? My, I have to say that my situation is probably one of the better situations. Um, my sister had previously left. She was the one that really dared to do that and had a very difficult time with even me judging her because I wasn't leaving. Um, and then my dad left the religion, uh, and then a lot of friends. Um, I live in Utah where it is every neighbor, I would say 98% of my neighbors are part of the Mormon religion. And the thing that has changed the most is just those relationships. You know, you just don't have the same thing as in common. People feel very, uh, Uh, a little defensive, right? Because you leaving means that what they're doing is not right. And that's really difficult. What I find fascinating with you, Marcella, and and we got to know each other because we've become friends and we speak outside of the, you know, we've spoken outside of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And what I find interesting is that you, I mean, obviously the fact that you left it and you felt that there was another calling for you But at this time in our life in perimenopause and menopause, for so many of us, we're looking for purpose. We're looking for who we are. We're looking for, you know, what we can, who we are at all times, but maybe we lost her along the way, or maybe we haven't even discovered her yet. Um, So I find it fascinating that you, you know, that you were able to do this and you were able to say, okay, this isn't right for me. So now I'm going to go in a different direction and I'm going to do what's best for me. So tell us a little bit about, you said, you know, you look at things differently. You look at people differently. What are some of the ways that you're looking, what what are some of those different things or differences that you're seeing? I have to just comment to the point of like menopause and why this is all one thing. I think about puberty so often now and how we all knew we were going to be discovering ourselves in puberty, right? Like when you have a 10 year old, you know, like they're about to find themselves and they're going to go and try all things. They're going to try soccer and dance and football and music. And they're going to try on different clothes and different hairstyles. They're going to try all this makeup and we expect it. We don't think like, ah, they're going out of control, right? Like they're going to get a tattoo. They're going to get a piercing. They're going to do crazy crap with their hair. 
and it's just normal. And I think it is fascinating to be in this phase of life, be at 42 and feel like I am in junior high again. I want a new style. I want to try new clothes. I'm trying different makeup. I'm leaving my religion, right? Like I want to tell everyone that is listening to this, that those feelings are completely age appropriate. That if people would just normalize it and say like, oh, women between 40 and 50, like they're going to discover a whole new way of being. And that is exactly right. And to give you some examples of how it changes my world. Well, it's drastic, right? Like Mormons, we would wear garments, right? So for instance, my body. I was told my entire life that me showing too much of my body, my shoulders, my, I have no cleavage, but if I had, you know, cleavage to, you know, up above my knees, um, that that was inappropriate. I was told that those showing that or using my body in certain ways um, made men think certain things that my body could become pornography if I showed certain parts. And I didn't know it. I thought that I was honoring my body by covering it up, right? Like we're asked to wear these special garments, like underwear, like a T-top and shorts underneath our clothes. And I wore it thinking I was honoring my body. And when I stopped wearing those and I would wear tank tops and shorts, um, it was really fascinating to realize that I never felt like my body was mine. And I never felt like I wasn't proud of my body. I wasn't, I didn't feel like it could be mine, right? I felt like it was a shameful thing. And this is going to sound really silly because it's going to be a normal thing for everyone else. But you have to remember, I got married when I was 20. So I've been wearing these white silk garments that like look like your grandma's for my whole 20 years of my adult life. And I was in a public restroom and I went to the bathroom and I saw my panties and they had like cute butterflies on them. Like, cause I like bought all the panties right now. And I thought, oh, there I am. Like I am a woman. I am beautiful. I like colors and pretty things. And I had never felt like that before, not ever. And that's a teeny tiny thing that is going to be you like showing my shoulders feels like this is my body and it's not offensive. And what's interesting is when I'm out in the world and I see a woman with cleavage, I see a woman with teeny tiny spaghetti straps. I am in awe of her. Whereas before I'd be like, oh, well, she's not Mormon. Like how horrible, is that? that's horrible. You know, and I would just look and think like, oh, she doesn't have the truth. You know, hopefully she finds her heavenly father and the plan of salvation someday so that she can, you know, live righteously. And now I look at her and I think, wow, wow. Like that's all. Like, I just think women's bodies are amazing and they're beautiful. And I never saw it like that before. And there's a million things like that, you know, like. I interacting with anybody, I always thought that my way of thinking was exactly right. We were taught that is the one true church 
It is the whole gospel. It's the one and only. So then why would I be interested in anybody else's spiritual practice? Because I already think like it's wrong. So it couldn't teach me anything. I would already think that. And now, now if someone's like, I worship trees, I'm like, tell me more about that. I want to know like, what's going on with that? You know, oh, you have a mushroom church. I want to know all about that. What's going on? What insights? What? It is fascinating because all of a sudden, all of it's true. All of a sudden you don't know anything. And so you want to know all of it. It's, it's a whole different world. You live in it completely differently. Your mind is opened up. You're, you know, you're learning new things. So I can understand that, you know, this it's, it's this world that was, I guess, I don't, you know, I don't want to say closed off, but in a sense of what you were saying, it was more of like, let's say living in a bubble, as opposed to now it's kind of like you're out of the bubble. So you're like, whoa, wait, you know, so many things that are happening around you. I find that fascinating. It's really interesting because there are some things that I thought, oh, if I leave the church, then it will be better on the outside, right? Like the uh, patriarchy, all of that. I thought, oh, if I leave the church, then now as a woman, I will be uh, respected because I'm just disrespected in the church. But then I left and I was like, oh, that's not different. <laughs> like, dang, okay, everybody feels like that. That's a problem, right? But there's just, there's funny things that uh, it does. It feels like I'm living in color for the first time. And I was told my whole life that black and white was going to make you the happiest that you could be. And then I discovered color and I was like, wait, it feels like the Truman show. That's what a lot of people that leave, uh, a lot of my friends, we watch that and it's like creepy, you know, like you're told like, this is it. And then one day you open the door and you're like, I don't even care what's out here. I just like that. There's more stuff, right? Like, it's just so good. How would you say that you have come into your own since coming into perimenopause and you're not in menopause yet, right? You're still in perimenopause. You're 42. Mm-hmm. So you're yeah. Um, yep. So you, what would you say is different now? Obviously you've had a lot of things that have happened, co- you know, at the same time uh, that's gone on, but what would yeah. you say would be some of the main things that you've noticed that you're like, okay, you know, perimenopause is I'm associating it with this. Do you mean in the sense of like physical or what do you mean? Like, I would say more emotional, more like who you, who, like other than who you, you, you're saying that now you're discovering new things, but something that you could, that's something that's tangible that you could be like, yeah, this is really me. And I believe that this is happening because now I'm going through this phase of life. Oh, wow. I love that question. Um, So in my book, I talk about a lot of what I would have called miracles, right? Right place, right time. You did all the right things and God blessed you. Um, wow. I'm going to get emotional, but I always thought I just, you know, I was kind of like writing or waiting for that high, like hoping that I was good enough that I could like get another miracle that I would be blessed again on that level of that one time. And I was chasing and chasing that And one thing that I realized is that, um, or one thing I believe, I should say this, everyone gets to believe what they want, which I love. Um, But for me, I believe that every individual is what we refer to as God. You are the creator. You are the answer. You are the beginning, the end. You are the love. You are the peace. You are everything that the world needs. It's contained in you. 
And what's really crazy about that is that when you believe that you show up differently, you show up more because you have something to offer. You're not showing up in the world thinking, what's it, what's it going to happen to me? Or, you know, where you're just not, you're like show up to a party just because you're you and you know that you being there matters. And now I know that I can attract what I need. I know that everything is going on in my day that is exactly right. And I can show up to it and I can be useful to it. And I'm not chasing the miracles. I'm not trying to earn any of it. And there's no good and bad in the sense of um, it's all for you right? Even stuff that you would say, that was a horrible day. Okay. Well, what are we doing with it? You know? And it's, it, is that, I don't know if that's tangible, but, um, that's one thing I've learned about me is that I, I can trust myself. I can listen to myself. I can, if I get quiet enough to hear her, she is exactly right. And as scary as hell, some of those things might be like, you can bet on it. I am selling my other company because she says, mm-hmm. and we call that your gut instinct. We call that your intuition. You call it whatever you want. It's you. It's literally you. And if we got quite enough to like hear her and practice all those little things that she's saying to do, you jump, you jump, you jump. It is insane what she is capable of. I mean, here I am on a podcast talking about hormone therapy. She did that. I fought her the whole way. (laughs) I was like, this is crazy. Who are we to be doing this? Nobody cares. And yet now we have millions and millions and millions of women that their lives have been saved because I dared to set myself aside, listen to the girl inside and keep talking. So yes, I love that answer. By the way, there was no right or wrong answer, but I love it. I love it that you that you, uh, that you talked about that, and you touched upon the fact that you're going to sell your other company. Where are you going? Right here. This is where I'm going. So my <laughs> my company, my parents owned uh, a co- my parents started a company called Love Woolies. We repurpose old wool sweaters into beautiful mittens and hats, and it's a beautiful brand. And, um, I've owned it for 10 years and it has been my heart and soul forever. I thought it would be everything I ever did. And then one day it just didn't, it wasn't a good fit. It didn't feel right. And I thought that's weird. Why doesn't this feel right? This is everything I'm going to do. And, uh, we were ready to like scale. We were ready to go big. Like we were going to be the next, you know, Cotopaxi, Patagonia. Like we're going to go all out. And, uh, she was like, nope you're going to need to go somewhere else. And that was, uh, last August. And that was when I thought, well, that's crazy. Cause that's my family's income. And I canceled all of the plans. I canceled all of the sales. I closed it down to bare minimum. And a few days later, I shared my story about mm-hmm. on TikTok, And all of a sudden here we are. <laughs> Here we are in a whole different world that I could have never, could have never dreamed this up. You know, what's interesting is that for many of us, opportunities might present themselves, but we may not 
take it take ourselves up on it right and right. you listen to yourself like you say i like how you refer to she and her and i you know kind of in the, th in the third person and it's like the inner you right your your yep. inner child almost and it's interesting that you listen to yourself your gut feeling and you're like yep this is what i'm going to do because it can be difficult especially if it's your major revenue source right so it's scary it's like and you know i know from prior conversations you and i have had you're an entrepreneur and so you have that in you already to kind of like maybe be a little bit more you know taking a little bit more risks right but listening to yourself is is very brave and it's very tough to do like it's scary for so many of us but you did it. And now I know that you're going to be building this new platform for women in perimenopause and menopause. And I would love you to tell us about it. It is pretty phenomenal and so beautiful. And it's terrifying trusting yourself. I don't know that that ever goes away. It's like jumping off a bigger and bigger cliff sometimes. But every time you jump, you know that it catches you and you fly and it's amazing. So it gets a little bit easier, I guess. But sometimes you're like, but not that one, right? Um, but what we ended up building. So what happened during this whole thing? I shared my story. 9 million people saw the first video. And then as I kept answering those questions and creating more and more videos, millions and millions and millions, right. It just kept going. But the biggest problem was that all of these women kept asking, well, where are we going? Like what, who is going to help us? And I didn't know that there was this huge <laughs> gaping hole of women's health. I didn't know that it was so hard to go find the help that we needed. Women started saying that they had already gone to their doctor, that they had already had their hormones tested and their doctor said that they were in normal range. Well, that had happened to me. And when I took the same blood work to a hormone therapist, she was like, oh, that looks awful. Let's help you. That's insanely confusing because now we live in a world where probably millions of women have had their hormones tested per se by someone that doesn't know anything about hormones and have already been told you're good. And so why would they go look for anything else? And so what I found in just this whole conversation of hundreds of thousands of women is that they're, it's a mess. First of all, some doctors do hormones, some don't, there's not this like amazing category. There's not one place to go and find the providers. And so we're creating it because now we've got hundreds of thousands of women across the entire world. This is not just us. We've got Australia and Canada and uh, UK and South Africa. I had a man reach out to me from Moscow, Russia saying, this sounds like my wife, where do we go? And I'm like, I don't know. Like you're gonna, <laughs> I can't find them all, but so now we've got hundreds of thousands of women going out, finding these providers, finding doctors and brands and supplements and uh, the support that we trust. They're using it. They're coming back to our community saying, this is what we're doing. We're creating a directory of all of those people. And then basically we've created our own checks and balances because if you know, you're a provider on there and one of our girls is like, nope, then you're out. <laughs> so it has created this amazing, like utopian space of women, just helping women. We're just, we don't have the time and patience to wait for the health industry to figure this out. Like we're done. Like we have women in my neighborhood that are just completely dead inside and the solution exists. So we're not going to wait for the entire industry to fix that. We're going to do it now. 
And, and there's so many solutions. Like, I mean, my lane is nutrition, lifestyle supplements. You speak about hormone therapy and like, and supplements as well. So there are so many options now. I remember when my mother was going through menopause, she suffered so badly for like 20 years. And, and all I, I remember that I don't remember much about her experience and I never asked her, but I just remember her complaining over and over again about her hot flashes. And nowadays women don't have to suffer because there are tools in our toolbox that we can, we can use to help them. Right. So it's the, the key is finding the right provider that can provide them. If you're looking for hormone therapy, which is what you're doing and you're providing <laughs> that directory. So they go to the right person because a lot of doctors don't understand it or healthcare providers don't understand it. So right. I love that you're, when is the website going to be live that people can go so on? So right now you can them. get to the directory. We're updating it. So you have to know the directory right now looks very homemade, but you can go to wakeherup.co or even marcellahill.com and you can access, um, the information there, but we are revamping because this was never a planned out thing. We just kind of kept adding to it. It's like very makeshift adding, 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 adding until we're like, okay, this is going to be a thing. Let's back up for a second. Let's build a beautiful site. That's very user-friendly and contains all of the information and houses all of our amazing friends like you. And, you know, we can highlight, products that people can trust. I love it. And I think it's great because it provides an unbiased opinion and it provides also a solution for women that maybe they don't know about. And there's so many products out there that say they're for women in menopause or perimenopause, but I would never in a million years put in my body. Like I'm talking supplements, I'm talking, you know, certain things. And I'm very particular. I mean, having been in the health and wellness industry for 23 years, I come from a place of, I want, you know, products that don't have chemical additives or like food coloring or any of the, you know, anything that's going to make, make things worse for our body and our symptoms as we're going through this phase of life. So for me, I, I love it because I think that having providers that you're vetting not only from the fact that the community members are vetting them, but also you're vetting them. I mean, you text me, you're like, what about this? And does this guy like, so like, I like that because we're actually looking at things beyond just maybe how it functions, but is this okay for us in this phase of life? And there are a lot of products that aren't so okay for us in this phase of life. So we have to be careful. Well, and you can go to somebody's website. Let's say they're like, we do hormone therapy, but I will call and have an extensive conversation with some of these doctors. And I'm like, I would never send my mom to you. Right. Like you sound like a jerk <laughs> like or whatever, you know? And so, yes, in, in the end, I am trying to collect all the people I would send my mom to. <laughs> Like everyone's like, well, what are your, your criteria? And I'm like, people I like that seem like they're really great. And everybody else has, you know, everybody that's gone to them that is talking to me says they're great too. And I would trust sending my mom there. Um, I so, think one of the big things that we talk about in our community though, is that even though people come on and might just rave about something that totally helped them, our overall message is you have to listen to you. We're re-teaching women to trust themselves. I mean, going back to what we've been talking about this whole time, the answer is you. The subtitle of my book is if you feel like something's missing, it's you. And so you can come to this directory, you can jump on, you know, and see women saying like, this works for me, this changed my life. But what we want to do, even before you run out and click a buy now button, we want you to sit with it, like listen to yourself. Like it sounds so cheesy and corny, but that is the answer. Like you're going to have to start listening to yourself. And in the end, those are the things that are going to get you the right provider. They're going to end up getting you the right supplements. 
you are the one that's going to end up being able to leave toxic relationships. You're the one that's going to be able to build a healthy relationship. You're going to go out, find joy again. It's you. Like the answer is literally you. (laughs) And if we start with you listening to your body as to what supplement you need, well, that's a start, right? Yeah. Well, we're, we're the captain of our own ship. So just because someone says something doesn't mean that it's right for you. And I say that all the time. There is no panacea. Like I really do believe that everybody's unique. We all have genetic, unique genetic makeups and what works for me may not work for you and vice versa. Even like the healthiest of foods, for example, aren't you know healthy for everybody. Right. So it always comes down to listening to your body and understanding what is best for you. Now, of course there's nuances to that and making sure, you know, you're giving things enough of a try, or maybe that is. It's the type and all that, you know, that's a whole right. other conversation for another day. Right. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you are the captain of your own ship and you need to listen to yourself. So I do love that. So where could people find out more about this? So you mentioned you have a Facebook group. It's called Wake Her Up. Yes. It's called Wake Her Up on Facebook. It's a private community. There's about 32,000 women there worldwide. So come hang with us there. Um, you can also find, I mean, you can find everything you need at marcellahill.com. It will link you to the hormone information. You can find my book. You can find uh, my podcast is launching. Um, you can communicate with me, work with me, you know, whatever you need to do there. So come, come say hi. I love changing well, the world. Love- <laughs> we are reimagining a whole new existence for women. Really, that's <laughs> what we're doing. I like it. Well, is there anything else before we end the interview today, Marcella, that you'd like to leave with our listeners? I think the answer that you're looking for, you're probably listening to this podcast because you're looking for something. I've listened to a lot of podcasts in my life looking for myself, and. Uh, if you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast, still looking for you, the answer is you. The answer is you. You're not lost. You just have to get quiet enough to hear her and then brave enough to dare what she tells you to do. So just wake her up. I love it. What a beautiful way to end today's podcast. Thank you for doing this. Thank you for having me. This is a pleasure. I hope you enjoyed my interview with Marcella. If you did, please share it because the more you share shows you care. And please leave us a review if you're enjoying our podcast, Menopause Reimagined. So as always, I appreciate you listening and I'll see you at the next podcast. 